0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the latest episode in the Player Chats podcast, brought to you with the help of the International Football Federation and the Social Media Ambassador Program. If you haven't heard of the podcast before, I am your host, Tyler Brush, and welcome. And I'd love to preface this one by saying, while the quality of conversation is amazing, my microphone was not quite working with me that well this time around, so the quality of sound may not be the best, but... I think the conversation will definitely make up for it because it is with none other than Pepa Juha. He's a floorball player from the Czech Republic who plays for Sparta Praha Floorball Club in the Czech Republic. He's also the former captain of the U19 Chesky Floorball National Team, and he's a social media influencer through his Instagram. So we just talked about how his neighbor actually got him involved in the sport how he's transitioned from the club he played with as a kid to his professional club now, his experience in Canada at the U19s in Halifax in 2019, and we even talk about the Peaches floorball camp that he helps run each summer all over the Czech Republic with him and some friends. He's a great guy with a great personality, and he's a great floorball and business mindset, so I really enjoy the chat, and I hope you guys do too. Here's a chat with Peppa Juha. Three, two, one. You're a pro. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll manage, I think. Well, We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, and we're rolling here. So, Peppa, good to see you, man. What's up? Yeah, good to see you, too. Hi, how are you yeah. doing? I was just telling you before, I, I'm excited about this because I feel like we have mutual friends and we've kind of been in the same area, just mm-hmm. missed each other a couple of times. So, it's good to finally catch up. Yeah,
1: and- totally, totally. Feel the same, feel the same. As you mentioned, like, about Matthias Pesci from, like, from the Sweden, from Gothenburg. Yeah, like, we discussed a lot of times that he, that you, like, you are supposed to go there and he told me that he's supposed to go to Spain for the football stuff, so on. So, that's exciting exciting stuff
0: yeah it's yeah it's really cool so i appreciate it um just thanks for coming on let's start with just a little explanation about yourself when how did you get into floorball um at what age and then how has it kind of progressed to the point where you are now just to give a background for everybody listening
1: well i believe that i started in my first class in my like primary school because there was this program after when like when you finished school it's called, I don't know how the program is called in English, but it's this program where if you don't have time to go home or your parents can pick you up on time, you can spend some time there. And we usually did a lot of lot of lot of sports in there and floorball was one of them. So at first I just played outside on the grass field. And it kind of it was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. So then I got to talk with our our like neighbors, and he used to be coach of a national team, which is crazy how oh, that's the, cool. the coincidence. Yeah. yeah, he was a coach of the mental, like or assistant coach of the national team. He was like, okay, so if you want to try floorball, go for Bohemians because at the time they were very good. They are very good with kids and so on. So I started from from there. And if as you ask about the sport, how it improved. The funny thing is that my parents put me for, for floorball because at that time it was like non-contact sport. Like you wouldn't touch, p- people wouldn't touch on the field. They would pass, they would shoot, they would score, and it was kind of fun because it was much less brutal than it's uh, than hockey, for example. Mm-hmm. And as you ask as you ask for the progress of the sport, now we know that how we know how the physical preparation, how the physical uh, status of the player is important in the game. So if you are not strong, if you are not fast, you are just done in the game. So that's the progress I, I feel the most probably.
0: Yeah, well, that's kind of cool. So it was like, just by happenstance, you had your neighbor who was heavily involved in football yeah. who got you going. Yeah. Totally.
1: Like the, the There was like this discussion and he, he like asked like, what, what would like I like to do? Like what kind of sport? I was like, yeah, because I was into golf when I was younger, but for me it was pretty hard because I couldn't concentrate much. I couldn't be like this calm, going kid i had to run around scream sweat everything Yeah. and i i believe at the time floor was the best possible option and i'm very happy i chose i chose that kind of sport because from there everything everything kind of started and again i'm in touch with the per, i'm in, in touch with that person until today's and it's like it's it's pretty crazy to see how it started and now yeah started from the bottom now we're here and now we're here oh nice drake yeah, yeah. reference thank you canada
0: thank you um, okay, so then, what 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 club did you start playing with originally when you were a kid? Yeah,
1: uh, as I said, like like with Czech uh, Bohemians, it's like the okay. translation. It's like florable School Bohemians,
0: okay.
1: and it's uh, it's it's a, like in Czech, it's a it's a big club, or like they have a huge youth base. And again, as I mentioned, I believe like at the time they had a very good youth base, a lot of a lot of like like trainers who were focusing mainly on kids. And that made sense for me, so I I had like very good, very good years in there, and I progressed my entire career. Like for 13 years, I believe I played in Bohemians, and just recent, like two years ago, I just transferred to Sparta because it the conditions and everything, like everything in the men's league, it just it just differs and it just like changes. And I would say Sparta is like one of the best. I don't say backgrounds and training environment in entire Czech Republic, so that's that's how the how the like the transfer happened, but my entire youth career juniors u uh, nineteen um like those like those cadets like those categories I spent in, in bohemians, and that's like my entire youth career
0: I would say yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome and i like I'm lo- located in Checkerhook right now, and from yeah, what yeah. I understand Definitely. Sparta and the Bohemians have a nice rivalry too, so you kind of yeah, jump ship there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, and at that point, I felt I at first it felt weird because a lot of people gave me their opinion about about the the fact. But the the thing was that I was in the phase of my career where I didn't improve that much. I was like I was uh, staying on the on the on one on, like on one level, and I felt that in order to in order to improve, I had to play, and I was on bohemans on the squad, and I was like the third line. Sometimes I was benched. And I felt like this is not what I'm training for. Like this, mm-hmm. I, I want to play. Obviously, like if you, if you train, you train hard and everything you want to have impact on, on a team and on the game. And I didn't have that. So I didn't feel like there's so much like there's there's much space for improvement. So at the time I decided to go to Sparta. And to be honest, it was the best decision I could, I could have done at the time, because as I said, the training environment, the training process, everything is just on different level. I don't want to say better because that's not my position to say, but I would say it's different and much more suitable for me because, again, due to Sparta, having much more uh, resources as not only like financial, but even the the environment as arenas, locker rooms and everything. So as we discussed, then we have a chance to go for morning practice, to go to our, like, our own gym. And that's like, even though not being paid, I feel like a pro because I can, I can, use these facilities to improve myself and that's that's just what i like to do and i enjoy it yeah.
0: no i agree and you got to do at the end of the day you got to do what's best for you right and wherever you're gonna right. improve and exactly that's part of the reason that i came to the check here too because i wanted to be able to play and play at a higher level because that's the only way you're going to get better right is by exposing yourself to that kind of that kind of level and playing so um
1: and how how, how did it like how did uh, how to say like acclimatization? how did it go like how people. T- we discussed that English sometimes is a problem, but I would say, as you, as you know, you are like very easygoing, very outgoing person. So how how did they will come here? How did it go? I'm pretty interested in, in that.
0: No, they they've been treating me amazing here and really taking care of me. So they got me like a place to live and all that kind of stuff and access like similar to you, access to the gym and the pitch whenever I need to practice and stuff. And they've been great. All the guys in the team. Yeah, English sometimes can be an issue, but I mean, I'm the tourist in their country, so. I I, it's not like i'm not offended that they can't speak english great because i mean i'm in your country but um no for the most part it's been great and i my experience has been unbelievable so if it's anything like sparta so, then i know it's great uh, and how is your check so far how it's going oh it's think, the, it is the hardest language peppa oh my uh, goodness and then so they'll tell me true. something to say and then i'll say it and they'll be like no no no, no. like i didn't yeah. use my tongue properly here and i didn't oh my goodness it's so hard
1: but I mean, I, I cannot, ima- I cannot imagine like they, they say like, like Arabic, Chinese and Czech, it's just hmm. different, different world. I mean, you like from English to Czech, there's nothing you can like identify. There's nothing you can like, not, no, no, nothing, to, like nothing similar. So that, that has to be pretty tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's anyways, we all have the same mouse and the same tongue, but we can just do yeah, so differently. Yeah. And anyways. Um, It's it's a hard one, but I'm slowly getting it a little bit, little bit by little bit. So, what kind of like when your initial introduction to floorball? What was something that just was it because like you said in golf, you love golf, but you needed to be moving and running around. Is that the kind of thing that appealed to you when you started to play floorball? Like, why did you keep going with it?
1: That's good question. Um, I believe at some point our group or my team like in bohemians we became very successful because all of us were training hard we 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 had a coach who taught us that training process is the is the key and only funeral is going to give you excuse of not going to training and though this kind of mentality we were given we were thought and we got better and better by every single year and we like our how just like the our performance train performance train was still moving forward, and those people those other teams they couldn't like they couldn't catch us they they got for example a little better, but we kept going so we every single year we won those tournaments like prague games, we went to Gothea Cup to to win it, and we were just very good, and at that point, I felt like obviously if you are doing something you you want to be good at it and i I believe i I thought that floorball is something I'm gonna be good at and from that point I just stay with it I enjoy it. I know it makes me like a healthy person because I enjoy enjoy the movement so I, now I'm now I'm healthy like, I'm like pretty strong person and everything so that's what I'm I'm literally trying to be like the athlete not just like going for a sport and then go get drinking in the evening for example but to really be like athlete and that then I feel pretty great like about myself I know that I, I can because of the training I can get away with like injuries that I don't get them that much and so on so I believe it was the it was the fact that I wanted to be good at something and I figured out that it's going to be florable and from that point I just kept kept going and now I'm in for example I'm I believe right right now I'm in the same same position because I enjoy it I still focus on my studies I still focus on my job career and everything but still, it doesn't stop me from being athlete. It's it doesn't stop me from doing what I love, which is floorball. And to me, it's like when I meet someone and someone says, "Okay, so I'm, I don't know, I'm engineer. I'm good at this, and I'm gonna be this. I don't know, uh, YouTuber." And I say, okay, I'm good at this, and I'm gonna say, "Oh, I'm I'm floorball player. I'm, I do this sport." And a lot of people doesn't know it or like don't don't know it. So for me, it's a pleasure to introduce it because I don't know if as as you as a Canadian floorball player, but. Now I'm I'm studying at like UNIP like which is like American university and sometimes if I mention floorball it's like, what is it? What is it? Like uh-huh. is it is it hockey or? Yeah, so that's that's pretty tough sometimes about the sport.
0: Listen, you don't have to start with me about floorball. Like yeah, there's like less than one percent of the population in Canada knows what floorball is. So that's the constant question. I want to just make a t-shirt that just explains what it is that way when they ask i just point to it because otherwise <laughs> i'll be talking my entire life about it so yeah. but i like that so you wanted to I, I agree like if you're going to do something you might as well give it a hundred percent and become the best you can at it so and you've done a great job of that obviously so let's transition that into your international experience because i know you've played uh, internationally for uh, chess key floorball and yeah, yeah. And not only that, but you were the captain of the U19 team. And then you guys won the first ever gold medal for the Czech Republic in the U19. So that's a huge accomplishment. So let's talk a little bit about like that. So first off, how did you like Canada? Was that your first time?
1: Yeah, my first like like my first time overseas, like like in North America, like at all. I have I've, I've never been there before. So it was like my total premiere, it was pretty cool.
0: And what were your first impressions? Anything you liked about it or didn't like about it? You can be honest, I'm okay.
1: Uh, i remember big cars a lot of big cars like there was no single fiat or something there was huge rams and like uh, big 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 cars and what's the name horton's coffee yeah that, that's like everywhere yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah that's what i remember uh, I think like, like, because we were kind of isolated because of being with the team and being on the hotel and going to arena. So we didn't have that much time to like travel that much. But I remember that one day we went to like the Harbor to Halifax to just sure, go yeah. around. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. I mean, we met some people and again, we were like all dressed in the same, in the same like uh, clothes. So we had our, our hoodies and everything. And we had written like Czech floorball, And they were asking, oh, you play soccer, right? I'm like, no, See? we play football. <laughs> and they, and they, they had no idea. So it was this kind of like, oh, they, it's like the uh, the contrast that we, for us, it's like the biggest event of our lives that we're going to play WFC. And they had no idea what the sport is. So it was yeah. so on one side, very frustrating. On one side, pretty funny that we had a chance to promote it. They, from that point, they knew what it, what it was. So it was pretty good. And the Canada itself. For me, of course, the experience was awesome because we ended up gold. So I have I don't have any single bad memory from Canada, I believe. Not a single one.
0: That's well, and like when you said those those people at the harbor thought it was soccer because so our floorball Canada logo is a floorball, like kind of in the in the flags in the background in a star version. But people who first like if I wear any of my apparel. I like if I go to the movies or something and people see it, they think it's a soccer ball right away. That's just their instinct. And then each time I try to type "floorball" into my phone, it autocorrects into football each time. So if I'm not careful, I'll be texting people that I'm playing football. And then the, uh, anyways, but football is a completely different thing in North America anyways. But anyways, um, yeah, Tim Morton's coffee. That's we live or die by that in uh, in Canada. So did you get to have any of it?
1: Uh, we did, and the, the, the thing was that they told us that we must not drink it after one o'clock, because the amount of caffeine in mm. Canadians' ca- coffee is like five times higher than in Czech. So you're like, okay, guys. So if you're not gonna drink it, it's gonna probably ex- it's gonna make your heart explode, probably. So be careful about it. So that's the, I I remember this funny part here. Yeah. And one guy he like he really took the big one. And like when we get into practice, it was like shaking like caffeine, he was like almost on drugs. That was that was pretty funny. I, I remember it till today. Yeah. The,
0: the scary part is though is that it's just normal to Canadians. And so some guys like at like eight o'clock at night will drink it before a hockey game or before and, and then they go to they can still go to sleep after. I can't do it personally, but that's like wow um, that, they're that, poor their crazy. poor hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so what made that gold medal so special was it like was there a certain game or a certain moment that was like wow this is or is just because it was the first one in Czech floorball history or
1: I really think it was mainly about the players about the the team you know what I mean because somehow we created this formula which worked obviously even again now in in Brno mm-hmm. and we we kind of Because, as as I mentioned before, when I was younger, we had this group of people. And obviously, if you play at a young age, and you are, for for example, from Prague, and you go on a weekend tournament, you're going to meet those people. And usually, if you are on some kind of level, you're going to meet those people. So everyone who was capable and were good at floorball, they talked to each other, even though when they were from different clubs or so, so on. And we had this group since 2014, 15 where we just kind of talked to each other, we knew each other, and then we kind of moved on progress and everyone met in the national team. So the group and the chemistry and the, the spirit was already there. And the fact that we created the gold and we won the first one ever, it just it, it just made everything like so special that everything we did before, every kind of conversation, every kind of relationship we created out uh, like outside of the pitch, it made the team much stronger, and then it all paid off for for the goal. So that was, the, I think, that was the most special. And of course, the fact that we were first, and no one ever did it before us, that the only thing that Czech nation can ever do is to, to like, to equal us or to be the same. That, that just felt awesome. So, yeah, that was pretty pretty special moment for me. It's like still the like the uh, most emotional or most like strongest, I would say, achievement obviously in my in my are career so yeah. that was pretty cool
0: I, and that's kind of cool about it yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of cool like you, you you see you're glowing now you're talking about it, you get all excited yeah, yeah, yeah. um I, I agree like and that's cool that you guys formed those relationships when you were younger and then they just kept getting stronger and stronger and then it was all for a greater goal and it happened right like it was it was all for good there yeah, yeah. um when i was in so i was in halifax at the same time obviously and i was coaching the canadian squad Um, and then we were, of course, eliminated at that point, but we came to watch your gold medal game, and I just remember one one moment so vividly where I forget the name of the goaltender. Who was your goaltender? uh, Alex, Martin Alex, yeah. Martin Alex, yeah, and he was playing so well that at one point the Swedish defender had it and gave a hard sweep shot, and he slid over, and it hit him in the chest and fell down, and while he was reaching down to get it, he just maintained eye contact with that Swedish defender, and his mask was on, but I just envisioned him like smirking at him or like winking at him as he picked it up. And I just remember thinking, like, okay, like he's on a roll here, and this is gonna be good for yeah. the Czech. So
1: yeah, like when uh, when we obviously like when we when we finished the tournament and went back to Czech, a lot of media attention, a lot of analysis, what would worked and what didn't, and obviously he was one of the key factors why we why we won because I don't know, I don't remember, but or like in two games against Sweden, who is very offensively prepared, very well equipped, I would say. So we conceived three goals in two games. And I mean, that's obviously there's going to be some part of a goal he's doing, right? So Mm -hmm. we knew that he did a good job. He did the major part and we knew like everything he sees, he's going to catch and everything he doesn't see, we're going to block. And at that point... It worked, and he was the key key factor of us winning the gold, so that's no no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. Well, and when you have that confidence in a goaltender from the back end, then everything, yeah, you, totally. your defenders and your forwards all have a great, okay, they, they, they can, they can, can take, take risks, risks and know they're okay, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, totally. Yeah. So even, so then even you just mentioned before, but just even recently at the U19s, you guys defended your gold. I mean, you weren't on the team because you were too old at this point, but do you feel like you missed out a little bit because in Halifax, there wasn't the home crowd there, or or is that a sore subject?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, the, the thing is that I was I was at the finals. I was in the arena. I was the, I was there cheering. And I don't know. It's everything every every single event has something special. Yeah. They were they were they were home. They had a beautiful event. I mean, in comparison between those two events. We, our organizers and our staff, like on, in Halifax, were parents of the players. Because, yes. because at that time, there was like another hockey tournament in Halifax. And obviously, like if you're in Canada, as we discussed, what kind of sports are going to pick? Floorball or hockey, right? So the organizational part of the of the event was weaker. We know it. But still... Who cares? We were, it was official. It was in Canada. So we had the chance to travel to Canada as a Czech players. So on one side, of course, we didn't have the crowd. We didn't have the home arena. But on the other side, we are in Canada. We are the first one. So it's something for something. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change the experience. And even the people, because they, they had, they had something different again. They, cre- they, they had to create their own story. They had to create their own team spirit and everything. So I wouldn't change a thing about Califax now.
0: That's good. Because, and like you said, that was your first experience being able to fly overseas. So you wouldn't have had that opportunity if you had been in Brno this time around. Right?
1: Yeah. So, totally, totally, totally. And
0: being the first gold medal is, is never a, something to, to be ashamed of. That's pretty proud of. So, um, okay. Here's one last question in relation. So I want to know what your theory is. As to why, because I have my own theory, but I want to hear yours first. Why is Czech floorball doing so well at these under nineteen events in the past uh, four years now? What 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 is what do you think the, you guys are doing in development, or, or is there just having a really good pool of players this time around? Like what, what's the difference?
1: Okay, so okay, it's important to mention there are two categories. The first one is under nineteen, and the second one is men's categories. You know, and. Me, as I, had a, as I had the opportunity to be in Sweden for like a year and kind of learn and see how, how it works, the difference between Czech education and uh, Nordic is one, is the, is the fact when they start in uh, childhood, they do like Swedish or, or Finnish, they do football, they do hockey, they do athletics, they do uh, handball, all kinds of sports. And if you train every single sport, you create this own special... Every single sport, has, you need to have different like different skills. You know what I mean? When you are making athletics that you are capable of running, handball, your upper body is probably, like, probably more prepared than, for example, a football player. And they create this base of skills from 7 to 17, I would say. So at 17, they are not good at... One sport, or they are not best at one sport, but they are kind of average at all sports.
0: Yeah, like an overall athlete, yeah.
1: Exactly, and at that age, when we compete, like Czech against Swedish, we're going to beat them because in Czech, it doesn't work like it. In Czech, you pick one sport, you stick to it, and you go. Okay, at age of 16, 17, 18, you are very good at it in comparison to the Swedish one, Hmm. but when the time comes, and when you get adult, and you talk about recovery, you talk about um, running discipline, you talk about working ethics, everything. They have it coded since their young age. And we are focused on one sport only. So we obviously, you can when you are 25, you cannot, like you can, but it's very difficult to train the basics of how to run properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I see, I, I think this is the biggest difference because, okay, so again, when at me as the, or our team, when we are 17, 18 and met Swedish champion on Gothia Cup, we would beat them because we were only focused on floorball, but they were focused on every single sport. But when they progress to adult age, we are still focused on one age. At that point, they, they pick that one, one single sport, but still they have the very wide base of the movement, of the skills, of the recovery skills, and everything. And that's when they when they come when they come in. So, wow,
0: that's, that's really wow. That's that's a really good theory because, and that makes total sense. So, like by the time they've reached their twenties and, and adulthood, they're able, their athleticism and their training and everything able to take over, and that's where they dominate. So, that's a very interesting yeah. take. And it's kind of similar to mine. I mean, I kind of stole mine from the conversations I've had with people here. <laughs> but there, the theory I have is that. Because in the Czech League, like in the Superliga right here, you have like 17, 18, and 19-year-olds playing in, in that league, right? So they're playing against full-grown men, guys in their 20s and 30s, and so they're used to that level of speed and strength and agility. And then when they get together and they go and play at these U19 events in, in international, the, the players they're playing against, sure, like Sweden and Finland and Switzerland, sure they're talented, but they don't have that same strength and agility and, and speed that the adults have that they're used to playing against so that's why they're able to do so well at the u 19s and then maybe at the men's hopefully that translates down the road but so kind of similar mindsets but yeah. I, like, I like that idea of yours i didn't realize that most people don't multi-sport here they just pick one and go in the check yeah it's it and
1: like a ob- bit like in in these times where like checks are even happy if, if if you pick something because because like of the of the coronavirus pandemic and everything, a lot of people just lost the because of it was like all locked people lost the attitude like the 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 motivation because i i I could sense this like very personally when we had a peaches camp like the summer camp we, which we which we have or, or which we organized in the summer and like fifty percent maybe sixty percent came only because they already registered before, and when they came there they first they was like you know i don't enjoy the floorball that much i don't have the i don't have the fire and everything so it's like they were so depressed about the entire situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and luckily i have to say there was very good success for us at all of every single child who left to peaches camp eventually we're like oh thank you guys you just ignited the fire again and i am very like motivated to train again and go on but I cannot imagine with people who didn't go to Peaches camp or to un- other events, they just stopped doing the sport. And now what they do, they stay home, they watch Netflix and...
0: Play video games, yeah. Totally,
1: totally. And it's just pretty, it has to be pretty hard to... So in Czech, it's, I would say in Czech, it's not only like you uh, pick one and go. You, sometimes you are very happy, that your parents are very happy if you pick at least one or like just one.
0: anything, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so you, let's talk a minute about that. Then you touched on that. So the Peaches Camp is a floorball camp run each summer. Is that run yeah. through the Sparta Club or? No, not at all.
1: It's, it's, um, oh, okay, that's a pretty good topic. Um, my friend, Yonash Kura, we were, we were younger, like we were 15. Uh, we kind of wanted, again, I thought I discussed, I talked about it. Uh, we wanted to meet people away from different cities we, we were friends with. But mm-hmm. we couldn't meet them because we didn't have a time because they had a game, we had a game and it was pretty tough to like communicate and find each other pro- proper time like in, in a, on a weekend because we, we couldn't. And that's why we created this team called Peaches Ibeka, which is like the shortcut for in the Body club but just Peaches. It was like this, this short name and it was this small, how to say, selection team where we just picked the good players we were friends with and we went for tournaments and so on. And at that point, we already started creating the relationships because really, if I look at the Team Peaches 2015, 85% of the of the roster of the people who were there, went to Canada, to Halifax. No, so come on, kinda, really? Yeah, 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 really. So wow. that's the thing, like we we started journey a long time ago and it just kind of, so that's why I was so confident about the answer that we started building the relationships because I was very part of it and that was yeah. that was pretty cool so uh, again so we started like this this selection team and obviously when we were we went to every single tournament and we wanted because we were basically a national team of uh, 15 it was like under 15 for example yeah. and then people started taking notice we had a, we had pretty good social media like we had we had pretty good social media fan base and so on and people and players started asking us oh so Peppa, what can we do to get into peaches? Like how, how, what do we do? And at that point we're like, okay, so let's make a camp. Let's make, let's get, gi- let's give other players chance to train with us, show what they got. And eventually we created like the another selection team out of the people from, from, from that camp. Then unfortunately the tournament stopped inviting us to the tournaments because when oh, we no. came there, we won. It won every so it was, now really- yeah, and on other part, it was it was pretty tough because we were official team. We were just a summer team, and some tournaments were played by the official team. So obviously, if you go for a summer tournament, and the team which go like the official team which goes there for uh, summer pre- like preseason training, they are not going to lend their pairs to jo- to go for summer. So it was pretty hard to um, elaborate this kind of events to be there all together. So eventually, when we got older, we had to not canceled, but we just couldn't meet anymore. And the Peaches Camp kind of take over the priority. And now it's our, like with Yonash Kura, now it's our main project. And we have it like every, every like now it's going to be fifth year. So we started at 15 and it's pretty cool. I mean, it's really about floorball. Like we are not trying to, we are not, we don't like the word summer camp because if you say camp, you have like a lot of other fun stuff, but Peaches Camp is mostly about really, educating yourself and finding the progress like our motto or our like our slogan is um, this is the camp from which are going to live as a star but we are trying to say that it's impossible to make a start out of a player in five days mm-hmm. but we are capable of giving the person like give the player recovery education when to sleep when to eat how to train uh, when not to train uh, mental preparation and so we know that football is a complex sport, and this is what we are trying to give away. And I think we are doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, so there was this kind of promo of Peaches camp.
0: Yeah, yeah. there you go. I, I didn't even realize that it was just yourself and some friends that had started it. I thought this was associated with some sort of club or something like that. Uh,
1: it's it's our it's, it's our project. Like it's it, the main idea was like Yonash and I'm his like. I would say uh, how to say it. Not efficient. <laughs> yeah, kind of, like, I would say manageable, like, good, good, like, good, proper and strong right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I would say. You can make up your own title. You're the vice president of floorball for the club. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your CV. Um, okay. And how many kids, like, in the, I guess the most recent one was during a pandemic. So maybe it's not a good representation of how many you actually had, but what's, what's the most amount of kids you've ever had at one, one camp?
1: It's, that's the probably part when we are wrong, actually, after oh, really? COVID, we had, we had, we had, we had we, this year, we had the best, best year, I would say we, we are usually having like different, different cities, because we, we travel to like different cities. Okay. So the first one we had in Chescalipa, where we had 75 kids.
0: Okay.
1: And then in Switave, which we had like 95 kids. Wow. And then we went to Germany in Naunhof so we had a like, even like international camp this year and there it was like the first like pilot pilot camp so we had like only 30 i would say but so far it's it's pretty doing pretty great yeah
0: yeah that's unbelievable so and good for it's you guys cool. and the fact that it's not only just floral but it's the education and you can like you said you give them the tools to go out into their own clubs and then hopefully grow the sport even better yeah. right there so that's unbelievable good for you
1: and the best i would say the best appraisal for us is when the players and the kids, when they come back again, and wanna they wanna they want to see again. And we are having this, or the program or the schedule is made so they when they finish the camp, and they probably going to do very similar or like the focus is going to be similar in the in, in the next year. And when they come back, they, they they when or they when when they leave the camp, they receive this kind of diploma or this kind of certificate that they that they uh, achieved or they managed to go through a PEACHI scan with us. And they, get, for example, there's testing and they get a certain amount of points what we, what they did, how many push-ups, how many, how, like how fast when were they on a 20-metre run and so on. And they get this data and they get to compare it when they come next year so they can see the progress. They can see if they worked on it or not. And for me, that's something, like that's another part which I didn't mention is We created the Peaches Camp as well because both of us we went to the camps and when we were younger, obviously, and it was fun, but there was something something missing. Mm -hmm. Like you just came there, went for a week, then went home, and there was no nothing tangible you could take away from it except some merch or something. But we are trying to create something, yeah. Which makes you work, which makes you work entire year and you want to just achieve more and more. And the fact that then at the beginning at the beginning it's going to be like you want to show us that you are making progress but eventually it's going to end up that you are showing you are showing it to yourself and you see the progress on your own and that's what i think peaches camp is about and that's why i enjoy being part of it so much yeah
0: that's but if i'm being honest i'm pretty jealous that these kids get to come do this so are you gonna ever throw an adult one maybe i'll stop by <laughs>
1: well honestly why why not i mean let's 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 have you as a coach because probably you're not going to be as a because we have like oh four like players oh four until oh ten so we have like 11 year old kids so probably imagine one one against one in a corner you would yeah. probably crush someone's skull but we can but. come as a as a coach to to watch and see i mean that's very doable why not okay
0: hey pencil me in and we'll try to figure it out that'll be fun
1: all right okay
0: um okay let's let's take just a step back then and just look at the sport as a whole as we kind of start to wrap up here so if if you had your say in anything what what's one way you think like the sport's growing and it's doing a great job but is there anything you think we could do that could help improve it or speed the process along so that it becomes more of a worldwide sport like maybe something to do with the rules or the promotion of it or the structure or maybe just something within Czech Republic you think of like I mean of course you guys have taken the peaches camp to a good level and that's a great way of of growing the sport quickly but is there anything else that you think that you ever just like thought even when you're chatting with your buddies like oh maybe we should try this or maybe this is a good idea uh
1: I don't think it's a thing which we do or can we like like uh, decide or change but what I would, what I think is, uh, how to say it, the main problem is that not that many people watch it. You know what I mean? Like, we mm-hmm. need more people because where w- w- like football clubs, their main revenue or everything is mostly from the like the broadcasting rights because like 65% of their income is made mostly from broadcasting like uh, games. Yeah. So, In my point of view, we need to make people interested in watching us. And today we live in an awesome world of social media of the way of how we can create advertisement, we can promote ourselves, we can promote the game for free to the people who are around us. And I would say that's the most important thing that we need to promote the game, promote the sport, promote the people. Obviously, if you look at the marketing of sports and everything, who do you want to see? Do you do you follow organizations? Do you follow teams, or do you follow single players? For sure, I believe you follow single players. So if you look, I don't know, for example, if you look at LeBron James, he has four times, five times more forwards than entire NBA as a, as a, as its as its own. So in my in my point of view, I would say that all of the floorball players or most of them, majority of them, should view themselves as a sports, athletes, as a professionals, and try to promote it, try to promote their parents, try to promote their friends, and slowly, like increase the amount of people who is like watching it. Because nowadays, I believe there's very little people who are trying to promote it. I know I'm very active on social media. I know a lot of people think it's too much. But at this point, what it's too much? Too much is gonna be when there's gonna be two thousand people on my game and there won't be enough places to come or to sit. But until then, it's gonna be always just oh, it cannot be monetized. I cannot get, I cannot, I cannot train enough because I have to go to work, so I cannot get money from my club. But how do we provide money for the club by promote the game by by people coming to the game? So I think it's a long way to go, but I think this is the way how players should or start viewing themselves that they are the they are the tool no one else then players are the tool to improve the game so yeah I think that's that's the point just to promote more the game the players the beauty of the game because eventually that's why you do it like everything around it's nice everything around like again every interview every I don't know uh, collaborations everything is nice but still it's only what happens within the boards on the goal and so on and that's why people watch it, I would say. So I would promote that the floorball is a beautiful game and players who play it are capable of doing pretty good stuff on the pitch. So that's what I would say is important.
0: Very well said. And funny enough is I'm asking this question pretty much every interview I have, and you're probably the third or fourth person to bring up the promotion side of the game. So, you know, that it, it's it's a common theme, and I think it's a really important one. And you do a great job. Like, we follow each other on social media, so I see a lot of your stuff. and. I think you do a great job of just showing like the day-to-day stuff of how do you prepare for games. And then you always seem to be smiling and having a good time during it. So it just gives off that feeling of like, well, that looks like fun, I wanna go do it. And I think that's so important, especially from a kid. If they looking and seeing that, they think, well, he's having a lot of fun and he's one of the top players. I wanna be like that too. And that then they strive to get there and, and that grows the sport overall. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah,
1: hopefully it it will, it will change. It will improve one day and we'll, will become pros. And when I'm going to work with my, like work on my contract, I'll ask, okay, so I only want one yacht, not two or one yeah. villa, just, just fine. Yeah. Or Bentley. No, scratch it. No Bentley. No.
0: Yeah. Not this time around. No, I'll just take the extra mansion. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, that's great. Um, did you want to throw up your Instagram handle here? While while we close it out, and then if you have any questions for me, you can fire away. But that way, if anyone wants to follow you and and see you smiling and having a good job training for floorball, uh, <laughs> what's your Instagram handle? Uh,
1: it's at Peppa dot Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. Peppa dot
0: if you just Google smiling Czech floorball player, he'll come up. He's the first one.
1: <laughs> okay, that's I'm 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 gonna do it straight after after a call. I'm yeah, I I, I a, can't I can't confirm or deny up. that,
0: but that's just my assumption. <laughs> All right, okay. No,
1: but uh, eventually I'm I really am excited about your like journey. So I believe you are, you are at the beginning, or for how long have you been in in Komotov now?
0: Like, oh, I've weeks? only been here for three three and a half weeks now so and our Great. season season started uh we've played two games so far so it's uh it's something I'm gonna do till till worlds at least so that I can be at that high level and train and then from there I don't know what's gonna happen but I'd love to come back if if possible and and finish out the season and see where it goes from there but it's been awesome and I like I said before like I I can't say enough about how well they're treating me and you know the friends I'm making and it's it's nice and like you talked about you were in uh post in Gothenburg, Sweden there. And I had gone there. We missed each other. You came a little later after I did, but same kind of feeling there. I just love going to different clubs throughout the different countries that are, you know, some of the top end players of the world and just kind of learning and making new relationships and pushing yourself to get better. So I'm enjoying this wholeheartedly for sure. That's so good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm very excited to see because without you, that, that's the other thing without you like if you weren't in the Khamutov, I wouldn't I wouldn't watch the first league, or I wouldn't like I wouldn't I wouldn't care about the first league, but the thing that you are there, it makes me interested how, how the team is doing, how are you doing? So good good job because you are you are exactly like fulfilling the task of the player. You are promoting the sport. You are promoting the league and very good job. I'm excited I'm excited to see it because otherwise I wouldn't watch it at all because I would be like, okay, I need to focus on my league, on my game, on my team but because you are in the home i sometimes i look at it it's like oh let's go
0: let's hey go. appreciate it and and that, i would say the same thing like when i see you posting game highlights or pictures from sparta then i want to tune in and watch at least the highlights or get caught up on the score and stuff like that and i hope to if i do i mean we'll probably play on the same weekends but if i do have a free weekend and i'm down in prague i hope to come watch a game so i'll, I'll let you know and Maybe you can give me that, like that that VIP service, okay? I want some security guards beside will me do. protecting me will and be. everything, okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> consider done consider VIP. But consider uh, very, impo- very important player.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you coming on and chatting. That was a great chat and I'm glad we could talk about a bunch of things. And uh, yeah, best of luck with your season and I hope I can uh, see you at some point along the way.
1: Again, thank you for inviting me for the call. I was kind of excited and it got, it got even better than I thought. So, thank you so much for having me. And again, wish you luck and see you, see you soon, hopefully.
0: Awesome. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Hope you're a better player because of it. And you learned a couple things along the way. This podcast is for the players and about the players. So if you have any suggestions on who should be on here, any guests that you would recommend or any questions you'd love to have answered, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out through email, Instagram, or send me a voice message over the streaming service. You're listening to this too. Until then guys, keep on training, having fun, and we'll see you next time.